This episode of the Flathead Beacon podcast is brought to you by Swenson Real Estate, service before self. With over 30 years experience, they've seen it all. Contact Jeff and Lorena today at 406-253-0033. That's 406-253-0033. Swenson Real Estate, service before self. From right here in the beautiful Flathead Valley, I'm Micah Drew, and this is the Flathead Beacon Podcast for Wednesday, September 15th. After a hectic week of compiling and editing yet another issue of Flathead Living Magazine, the fall issue is about to hit stands in the next week. Flathead Beacon Managing Editor Myers Reese is the Flathead Living Editor, and he joins the podcast today to talk about the latest issue. He'll preview what you can expect in the fall magazine and highlight some of his favorite stories that readers can dive into this month. But before we get to Myers, a reminder that this podcast is made possible in part by members of the Flathead Beacon Editors Club. Members support all of our journalism in all of its forms, in print, online, and here in the podcast studio, and they do so for as little as $5 per month. Plus, they get some great perks too. To find out more or join today, check out beaconeditorsclub.com. All right, let's say hello to this week's guest, Flathead Living Magazine editor, Myers Reese, who I talked to Tuesday afternoon. All right, once again, I'm joined by Flathead Living Magazine editor, Myers Reese. Myers, thanks for coming up at the end of a hectic magazine editing week. Thanks for having me. So once again, it's time for the next issue of Flathead Living Magazine. Our fall issue will be hitting stands hopefully sometime next week. And we've already seen one feature from the issue. The cover of the Flathead Beacon last week was a feature written by former staff writer Justin Franz, who used to be here with the Beacon, talking about the uh, mansion on top of the hill in Summers. Uh, A lot of people have already read that, but let's start there and talk to us about why you chose that as a, a Beacon feature and what's exciting about the story. I mean, partly, I've always been personally interested in it. Yellow mansion on, on the hill. Like, what's the story behind that? And I, I, think, I think a lot of other people in the community have often asked themselves that same question, including Jasmine Morton, the Summers native who purchased it with her husband, Justin, and are now going about um, restoring it. And it's, you know, it's got a really cool history. It's built in 1903, I think. But yeah, I would recommend reading the story to, to really get the history. But I, I thought uh, I thought it'd be a good story to not only run in the magazine, but flash off the cover of the Beacon too. And then every time you decide to sit down and kind of storyboard out this magazine, you get to play a little bit with the different categories and the different features and all that. And you took a different approach in the last couple issues to how you covered dining and kind of did the, the dining and food section of the magazine. Can you talk a little bit about that shift and, and what prompted the decision? Yeah, that actually stemmed from reader feedback. I mm-hmm. Over the last year or so, I'd had a couple people reach out to me because previously that section, which is now called Meet the Chef, and mm-hmm. it's basically a profile about a local chef. Previously, it was a recipe section. And we'd get a, a chef from around the valley to make make three different dishes and provide the recipes and it was it was a good showcase for different chefs around the valley and showcase of Hunter's amazing food photography. Mm-hmm. But the feedback I, I was getting was basically in a nutshell that 
these are really hard. <laughs> like, the, you know, these are professional chef recipes. There are people trying at home and, mm-hmm. you know, not everyone's a professional chef. So once I got a couple of those, I started um, sort of rethinking, you know, another way that we could still show off uh, Hunter's incredible photography and also let readers get to meet different chefs around the valley. So that's where Meet the Chef came out of. And we've done three so far, and the most recent is Johnny Alamia. Um, he's the chef at the farmer stand in Whitefish. Mm-hmm. And very, very decorated chef. A lot of people might not, probably don't know it, but um, like he said, he used to make breakfast sandwiches at Uptown Hearth. And he said everyone knows him as the guy who makes the biscuits for the, for the breakfast sandwiches. But really, his, uh, his history goes back to very running very highly successful restaurants in San Francisco, a lot of national recognition from the biggest publications in the industry. So that, that, that was fun. Yeah. But I think, I think once again, I'm, I'm happy with you know, front to back, the, the different stories we have in there. It's a, it's a good mix. It's always a, it's a little bit of a puzzle to put it together. It's not just based on good stories, but kind of how they all mix and match together. And yeah, uh, hopefully um, readers will agree and they'll get a chance to see it next week. Yeah, well, let's go through just a couple other highlights. Um, what are you most excited about for, for this issue? What are some of the stories that you think people will really get to dig their teeth into and, and enjoy reading? Um, well, Tristan Scott did a very nice story about efforts on the Blackfeet Reservation to teach youth you know, ancestral skills and kind of get them closer touch with their, their heritage. And that was actually a story we were looking to do as a beacon cover story back in late July before the Boulder 2700 fire broke out and we ended up shifting gears. But that's a very nice story, nice photos. And then Sky Lucas, who is our intern, who is still here <laughs> with our summer intern, turned his fall intern. Um, she wrote a very nice piece about Frank Hagel, uh, an artist who's from Kalispell but has kind of built up some national cachet over his career and who Sky actually, she got the story idea doing what all, all good reporters do with pounding the pavement, which is to say she met him at a restaurant, struck up a conversation and it turned into a, a very nice profile. That's awesome. And um, yeah, Micah, you wrote a great story about um, Aaron Castellanos, who was doing some, Really cool things about Marshall Wilderness Foundation and trying to, you know, make, make outdoors and backcountry and wilderness excursions more accessible to the larger uh, segment of, of our population, probably more representative of the actual population today. And Maggie Dresser wrote an, uh, a nice story about Michelle Rivers, a really skilled singer songwriter here locally. And, um, so yeah, I, I would, I would recommend Checking, check out the magazine and thumbing through. And if you can read all the stories, of course, I suggest that. But if you pick and choose, I think you'll, you'll find quite a bit of good stuff in there. Well, once again, we, we really appreciate your uh, leadership and editing skills on this. Magazine week is just a hectic couple of days of going through every single page of the magazine. And I don't think you've uh, slept or eaten very well in the last 10 days. So we're uh, all excited to see the fruits of your labor. So thanks so much for your editing work. And thanks for coming on the pod. All right. Well, thank you. 
Thanks again to Myers Reese. And to get a sneak preview of the fall edition of Flathead Living, pick up last week's issue of the Flathead Beacon and read the cover story, Saving the Mansion on the Hill. We'll be right back. And before we get to this week's headlines, Dr. Mark Remington of Glacier Eye Clinic has a message from our sponsor this week. I've known Jeff for probably around 20 years. Very good friend of mine. He's helped me both personally and professionally in the real estate market. He is super ethical, super knowledgeable. He's prompt. He'll return your calls and he'll steer you in the right direction. As a friend, he's been service before self. Contact Swenson Real Estate at 406-253-0033 today. Now, here are the biggest stories from the last seven days as of 10 p.m. Tuesday, September 14th. A number of recent incidents involving bears in the Flathead has shown a rising trend of wildlife conflict in the Flathead Valley and North Fork areas. In early September, four food-conditioned grizzlies, including a sow named Monica and her three yearling cubs, were killed by Montana Fish, Wildlife, and Parks up in the North Fork. The decision followed a spate of escalating incidents involving property destruction, which included camp trailers and vehicles, and resulted in significant food rewards for the bears. So far, there have been 29 known grizzly bear mortalities in the Northern Continental Divide ecosystem this year, two more than in all of 2020. Meanwhile, in Whitefish over the last week, Fish, Wildlife, and Parks has received numerous daily reports of bears getting into unsecured food attractants, primarily garbage and domestic fruit trees. Roughly 19 black bears have been identified in and around Whitefish's city center, and one grizzly bear was relocated. Across the Flathead Valley, industry-wide bus driver shortages are interrupting students' ability to attend fall sporting contests, leading to game cancellations and multiple rescheduled events. Glacier High School has canceled multiple soccer matches in Missoula, while Flathead had to switch to hosting duties in order to play games against Butte High School last week. In Polson, the district is operating at a 30% driver deficit this year and is working to implement a substitute incentive program. In addition, a shortage of sports referees is also interfering with students' ability to play games with flathead soccer games against Big Sky on Tuesday getting rescheduled. Up in Glacier National Park, the National Park Service and Federal Aviation Administration have put out a draft air tour management plan that will phase out commercial air tour through attrition. The plan would authorize the three remaining commercial aerial sightseeing tour operators in the park to provide up to 144 air tours per year on defined routes, amounting to a three-year average from 2017 to 2019. The number of tours allowed under the new plan is a dramatic reduction from the 891 annual flights currently allowed. A public meeting on the plan is currently scheduled for September 21st and will be live-streamed online. And finally, the high school soccer season is well underway, and both Whitefish and Columbia Falls' boys and girls teams are once again at the top of the Class A rankings. All four teams made the state semifinals last year, with three of the four teams playing in the state finals. I talked to both Columbia Falls coaches this week to see what it might take for the Wildcats to end this season on top. You can read all about it in this week's edition of the Flathead Beacon, which is on stand throughout Northwest Montana now. Once again, the fall issue of Flathead Living Magazine will also hit stands sometime next week with a number of feature stories to dive into. This edition of the Flathead Beacon podcast was hosted, mixed, edited, and produced by me, Micah Drew. Thanks for listening. We'll be back next week.